For some of us, the only job that truly matters is one where we make a real difference every time we go to work. When your community needs help, be the one who answers the call. Agencies around the Puget Sound are currently hiring 911 call takers and dispatchers. They're offering competitive pay and benefits, generous time off, opportunities for career advancement, and paid training. No prior experience necessary. Come join the first of the first responders. Find out more by visiting PugetSound911Jobs.com. If you want to build more sustainable eating habits, Noom Weight can help. Our program uses psychology to empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build long-lasting habits and behaviors. Our personalized courses use scientifically proven principles like cognitive behavioral therapy to help you better understand and manage your relationship with food, one meal at a time. So, whether your goal is to feel more energized, boost your mood, or improve your stress levels, Noom can provide you with the expert guidance and tools to make it happen. Best of all, you're in charge of how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. 5, 10, or 15 minutes. How much time you want to spend on your program is up to you. We won't tell you what you can or can't eat either, because we don't believe in good or bad foods. Instead, we'll provide you the support and wisdom you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle and health goals. Start your trial at noom.com habit. That's n-o-o-m dot com slash habit. Welcome, everybody. This is the WWE Ringside Podcast. We're going to be going over the SmackDown episode that occurred um, from Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday, March 18th. But first, I would, if you could like, subscribe and follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore WWE or on Instagram at WWE Ringside Podcast. You can always send us an email at WWE Ringside Podcast at gmail.com and we'll be doing a mailbag episode here once we start getting some emails rolling in and we get together an episode for you. <clears throat> so first off I wanna go over Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That's kinda of where the show started anyway. They they recap what happened at Mass Square Garden still this has been about two weeks now, and they're still going over that. You can tell that <clears throat> this is this is WWE's main focus right now is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, the storyline that that they're just gonna hammer into the ground until WrestleMania. It seems like, but we come out. We got Roman Reigns who comes out. Uh, he has now had the belt for 564 days. <clears throat> um, so he comes out, cuts a promo, um, talks about how he's going to you know, smash Brock Lesnar and what he did at Mass Square Garden if he shows up to SmackDown. Um, Paul Heyman's on his cell phone. Looking kind of worried um, why he on his phone at that time. I don't know, uh, but he was, and he he turns to Roman and says that he just got word that Brock Lesnar now won't be at the show because he's in Saskatchewan and there's a snowstorm and he's grounded. Uh, his plane is grounded, so Roman proceeds. 
And he's like, yeah, that's because Lesnar's afraid of me. You know, I'm in God mode. And he has this really cool-looking new shirt. Um, it uh, says greatest on a different level. And then it says mode underneath it. But it's written in a way to where it reads God mode. It looks really clean. It looks really good. I like it. I might have to pick one up myself. Because it looks really good. But as he's going on about he's in, how he's in God mode. Paul Heyman tries to interrupt again. Again on his phone. And Reigns just kind of brushes him off. You know, wise man, leave me alone. Wise man, I'm talking. Just come on, wise man. And finally, he lets Heyman speak. And Heyman says, Wait a second. Brock Lesnar is here. His plane's landed and he's arrived. He's on his way. What? Not 30 seconds ago, on his phone, he got word that he wasn't going to be there. So, that was a weird part of the storyline to me. I didn't understand it. Why Why would they do that? Why would... Why would... Uh, why would Lesnar... Oh, sorry, why would Heyman get word of Lesnar 30 seconds apart like that? It was weird. A weird thing, but go with it. As he gets word about Lesnar being there... The Usos and Reigns instantly bolt out of the ring. They storm backstage, cut the commercial, comes back from commercial, and you see them. They jump into a. They're running backstage and jump into a black SUV. And as they do that, you see Roman turn around and you hear a horn honking. He jumps in the in the car, and you hear uh, Paul Heyman screaming. And you see uh, Brock Lesnar on a, uh, it wasn't really a forklift, it was some form of equipment, I'm not totally sure what it was, but it had forks on it like a forklift also, and it was raised up and it plows through the windows of this SUV, and they could buy the commercial again, and then they, uh, come back from commercial again and they're pinned inside the SUV by the forks eventually they get out they scramble Lesnar picks up the SUV slams it down on the side and proceeds to hit it with the forks and then um, you see the Usos and Lesnar jump into a, a tan pickup <clears throat> and Lesnar jumps out of the, the forklift I'm going to call it and runs at the, the truck, opens the doors, the truck peels off, and as it peels off, Lesnar rips off one of the back doors on the truck, um, and then comes out to the ring with it. And it's a very, very short promo. Um, I don't know, it was just really short. You know, he had the door in, his, in the ring with him, and he basically says that Roman you can run you can hide but at come Wrestlemania you're mine and he just kind of stood there and it, it just kind of ended ended weird like he forgot his lines or something 
but it looked the ending looked a little bit weird of the promo but it was it was good it was good i liked it um we didn't get our first match and it's rick boogs and shinsuke nakamura versus the lethal lovers uh of Los Lotharios, um, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo. It was pretty one-sided. I thought that Nakamura and Mooks, well, m- mainly Nakamura, the, the first three quarters of the match dominated the match. Yeah. There were some offense by um, Los Lotharios, but not too much to really talk about. Um, Boogs got tagged in there towards the end, and I don't think he was touched. I'm not sure there was any offense put on him. He curled, uh, I forgot who it was. He curled, I think it was Angel Garza. I could be wrong on that, but he curled one of them. I think he military pressed another one of them. Uh, put the Boogs crews down, and match was over. Um... One thing I want to point out is there's really been no build for their WrestleMania match with the Usos. The Usos are tied up with the Reigns storyline, and it kind of takes away from the SmackDown titles. Um, they had the one match last week to set up the to set up the match at WrestleMania, but that's been it. So, I find that weird. There's still two, two episodes left for them to build, I guess. But hopefully next week they get to more building on the uh, the storyline. So that way it has more of a intrigue, more of a build. Because it says right now, there really is no excitement. It's one of the least exciting matches on the card, really, to me. Um, I gave this match a C. Um, after that, we jump right into another match. Um, we were supposed to get this match last week, but the Viking Raiders were were attacked backstage. So we get the Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, Shanky, and Ginger Mahal. Uh, one thing I want to make note of was before the match, um, Mad Cat Moth was asked to tell a joke to the reporter or the interviewer and it, it was funny it was funny um, it was uh, I don't remember exactly how it went but it was uh, what do you call an episode of happy talk where everybody falls asleep nappy talk it's funny Corbin didn't find it funny he looked irritated like what, what the hell are you doing dude I don't know, they've, they've kind of poked shots at each other before. I don't know if they're kind of teasing a split at some point or what. But it was funny. I liked it. It was a good one. Um, the match itself was, at the beginning, it was pretty one-sided. Uh, Happy Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura, or sorry, Happy Corbin, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. Um, we're doing a number on the Viking Raiders, and then, uh, Happy Corbin came in, he was poking fun at Drew McIntyre, taking cheap shots, picking on him, um, once, uh, Drew McIntyre got tagged in, Happy Corbin quickly tagged out, 
and booked it out of the ring, which he should. I don't really want to see them touch each other too much until WrestleMania, if at all. I think they haven't. They've gone this long, really, with doing it the way they've been doing it, minus a little bit here and there. They're doing it the right way. Um, Happy Corbin was outside the ring with Mad Cat Moss watching. Uh, just watching Drew McIntyre just lay a, a smackdown, no pun intended, on Shanky. Poor Shanky is always the brunt of the beatings. Um, he just is, I guess, because of his size. But Drew McIntyre does a number on him and then hits him with a, with a claymore. And uh, it was done. It was good. I liked it. It was, I gave the match a B minus. Actually, it was. It might be a little bit nice, but I'm gonna keep it the way because it's my show and I like it. Um, after that, we go to just a quick backstage promo with Sami Zayn, who's all fired up, talking about how how Johnny Knoxville cost him the intercontinental title he's the one person that cost him the belt and you know he wants him to he wants to step into the wrestling ring and he wants to do all this he can step into his world and he wants to make them their match at wrestlemania and anything goes match and later in the match we get a promo from knoxville who accepts it so we're gonna have a sam zane versus johnny knoxville anything goes match and I wonder if all the members of Jackass are going to get involved now because of the stipulation. I think that would be... That'd be funny. But... It adds a little more intrigue, I guess, to a match that was on the lower end of the card, for sure. Um, <clears throat> after that, we cut to... Shayna Baszler and... Natalia versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan who I guess have come over from Raw I get they're building the match but do they need to cross brands I think they should have the tag team champions be floating more so um, one thing I wanted to point out with this match too is Liv just looks happy as happy as hell to be out there. She's just excited to be. I think she loves this tag team. They look like a great tag team. They look like a tag team. Um, which is why I, I ultimately think they're probably going to win the belt at WrestleMania. And they even have a new name. They have a team name of Live for Brutality. It's 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 creative, I guess. It's a play on both their names, cool. But it was this was a, this was a solid match. <clears throat> it was a really solid match. Liv Morgan and Sasha Banks. No, hang on, my notes are all messed up. It was Sasha Banks and Naomi. I messed that all up. I am sorry, guys. My notes are all messed up. It's late. I'm tired. You gotta cut me some slack. 
But anyways, Liv Morgan and Sasha Banks traded blows. Uh, they were just back and forth a lot. It was it was really good. They both went for drop kicks at the same time, and Liv Morgan kind of did the, the kick up stand, stand up, and uh, Banks got up. They shook hands, and then Banks put her in a headlock and went on. Um, they made Liv look really strong going up against uh, Sasha Banks. They really did. Um, they made Liv Morgan and Real Ripley as a team look really strong. Like I already stated, uh, this match ended in a disqualification though. And I believe uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks picked up the win. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia come in and attack. I believe they hit Liv Morgan first. Yeah, I believe they hit Liv Morgan first, so that would be Liv Morgan one. And Rhea Ripley. Um, but they attacked all four of the women. And then the tag team champs come in, Carmella and Queen Zelina. They hit a couple of the girls, then the four are left standing there in the ring. Natalia points at the WrestleMania sign and they walk off. Um, we cut to commercial, I believe, after that. And after commercial, they are backstage. Um, Natalia and Shayna Baszler, that is. They're backstage and... Sonia Deville comes up and says, I like what you guys did out there. Um, I'm going to make a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. So now, for the women's tag titles at WrestleMania, we've got the champions, Carmella and Queenslina, defending against Liv Morgan and Ray Ripley, uh, Sasha Banks and Talia, and now Shayna Baszler and... Natalia. Shannon Baszler and Naomi. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm messing this whole part up. I'm tired. It's late. I'm trying to record it after SmackDown instead of in the morning. Um, I gave hour one of the show, by the way, a B minus. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, hour two, though, I thought was even better. Um, we get Pat McAfee, who gets summoned to Mr. McMahon's office. They don't show him in the office. They just show him walk out of the office after a commercial break. And he walks out to the ring. He gets into the ring. <clears throat> and talks about his childhood. <clears throat> talks about his childhood and how he always wanted to be here in wrestling. And uh, after he retired uh, from the Colts, a few years later, he got a phone call from Michael Cole and said, you know, do you want to be a, a WWE announcer? And he was like, yeah, of course, boss, let's do this. You know, it's been a dream. And that felt real. That felt sincere. That was felt like a real thing. And we get Austin Theory, who interrupts him and comes out. 
And theory says no words to Pat. I don't, I don't believe nothing's really credible to really repeat anyway. Um, Pat McAfee says that you know he just came from the office of the boss, and he's been told that he needs to apologize for his actions last week. And at first he has trouble saying I'm sorry. He kind of starts saying and stops. Starts saying I apologize and stops. And then he turns around and and he lets loose. And he, you know, I'm sorry your mom made you such a douchebag. I'm sorry you're such a punk bitch. And gets in his face and Austin Darius turns around and takes a selfie with him. Pushes him and walks out of the ring. And again, it's great. I love what they're doing with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee on the microphone on this promo was was great. It was awesome. I mean, he can cut a better promo than over half the roster, I think. I mean, half the roster can't cut a damn decent promo. I think it, the life was on the line. But it was damn good. And I'm sorry, I look forward to these Pat McAfee segments only because I think Theory's a great heel. I think he's learning still, but I think he's going to be a great heel and he's he's fun to watch. And McAfee, especially these last few weeks, with kicking Austin Theory's ass last week and this week on the promos, he's great. I love what I'm seeing out of it. I'm getting more and more hyped for this the more and more I see out of Pat. Because I know Theory would put on a pretty decent match. I'm unsure on Pat. But from what I'm seeing with the, the piece putting together so far, there's nothing short to say. It should be a pretty decent match, actually, at WrestleMania. I'm hoping. We'll, we'll have to just wait and see, obviously. But I liked it. Um, we then get our last match of the night. And that's going to be Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. Um, before the match, you know, they, they talked about Big E, how he broke his neck last week. And they go over more in depth. They show more in depth. And they, they showed last week when it happened... Instantly, once he rolled over on his back, they cut the cameras to wait in the ring, and you never saw Biggie again. Well, this week, you gotta see what happened after they cut the camera away, and all the medical personnel rushed in and helped him and got the stretcher, they stretched him out, he gave him the fans a thumbs up, and they all stood and cheered, which was awesome to see. I mean, that was great. Um... I love seeing the backstage stuff. I love seeing them. You know, he's okay. Biggie's okay, thankfully. Um, he reiterated that in his Twitter messages that they showed. He's good. He's go good to go. He's up. He's walking around. Um, just fractured a uh, C2 and C6, I believe they said. No spinal damage. Um, he's... Moving all extremities, and prognosis is looking good for him. Um, it, he should be able to return, hopefully. 
I've seen reports say 8 to 12 weeks, 3 months, plus reconditioning. So I'm going to say probably 6 months, maybe Survivor Series to return. Right around Survivor Series, possibly. Um, that's just my own personal guess. Maybe Survivor Series. I see him bringing it back for a pay-per-view somewhere around in that range. Uh, uh, August to November. But in this match, we got a decent match. This was a C match overall. And I just <laughs> I want to point something out. And I'm not trying to be offend anybody, so if I do, I do apologize. This is all just a joke. I'm just playing. This is just how I see it. The Wizard of Oz, when they're in Munchkin Land, whatever you call it, the Lollipop Guild, men, boys, you know call them, they remind me of Butch. Just the way he moves, the herky-jerky movements and his size and his hair, he looks like a munch, uh, uh, what are they called, munchkins? Something like that. I, I've been forever since I've seen The Wizard of Oz, but that's what I thought of last week when I saw him, and this week, again, it popped in my head, so I thought I would chat with you guys. Um, it was, uh, again, Kingston was trying to get revenge for Big E, and he, he did. He, he got him some good shots. Um... Seamus and Butch were at ringside. They tried to interfere a little bit. They got kicked out. Um, They're walking up the ramp. Butch ran down. Kind of distracted. Um, Kofi. And it was originally able to hit his finisher and get the win. And, and that was that. It was... Eh. A decent, decent match. I guess that was a C. Not a good match, though, to end the show. I thought they could have put together way better matches to end the show. Or at least if they were going to do this match, do it differently. Have Xavier Woods come out. You know, have another post-match be down again by Butch. And Sheamus and Ridge Holland on Kingston. And then have Xavier Woods come back and come out. He was on a house show. When was that? Last week? Last Saturday? He was on a house show after SmackDown. So he's good to go. Bring him back. Um, But they're not for whatever reason. And then in the final 10 minutes, we get our last segment. It's a Charlotte Flair comes out and basically bragged about what she did last week, about how uh, she made Ralphie's head bounce off the car and it dented it, and she's in a whole other level than Ralphie. You know, her legacy is better than Ralphie's legacy. You know, she calls Rousey a pony. And and then she started speaking. Um, and this is what she had to say I felt was believable. I felt like it was from the heart. I feel like this is how most WWE people feel or wrestlers feel about 
part-timers like Rousey. Um, Flair said that, you know, after WrestleMania, she's going to go make another baby. She's just going to leave because she doesn't have the love for wrestling like Flair does. You know, basically trying to say, you know, you're a part-timer. Part-timers leave after WrestleMania, and I'm still going to be here because I have actual love. I'm not just here for the money, for the match. You know, and uh, that's that's kind of, I think that was more from the heart. That's how she felt. But nonetheless, she calls out Rousey. Rousey comes out to the ring, and Flair had a kendo stick hidden in the corner. She pulls it out, takes a swing at Rousey, and misses. And then they collide awkwardly. I think it was a complete miss. They just collided face to face. It looked like Flair's hand or arm hit Rousey right in the face. And a little bit later on, um, in their, their uh, brawl, we could call it that, um, you see Rousey's mouth is actually bleeding. Like she was got busted open on the lip or something. But uh, Rousey throws Flair out of the ring. She goes out of the ring and then uh, she smacks her into the, the ring post. Uh, Flair goes for a, a kick to the midsection and Rousey counters it with the ankle lock and Flair hops to the barricade where conveniently there was another kendo stick and she ended up hitting Rousey with it and then I believe she powerbombed her through the announcer's desk to end the show. But why was there a kendo stick conveniently hidden behind the barricade? When did she have time? When did she go plant that? When we, It was just there. I found that odd. It was weird. But cool. Um, overall, I gave the show a B. I think hour two was really good. I like the flair segment overall. Always good to see blood in WWE, especially unintentional blood. Um, the Pat McAfee segment was awesome. And then the whole Brock Lesnar stuff for the first, you know, 45 minutes or whatever that was of the show. I thought was awesome and great. It was good. Um, we're almost to WrestleMania. We're getting there. I apologize if I sound sleepy. Again, like I said, just finished watching SmackDown. Recording this episode, it's almost 1 a.m. Um, just been a long week, and I got more to do this weekend, so I'm just trying to get it in when I can for you guys. I had a couple mess up, I do apologize. I'll work on that for next time. And uh, follow us, like us, subscribe us. We need to grow, get our name out there. So, so we can bring more, better content out to you guys. Um, follow us, like us, subscribe, tweet us, DM us, whatever. I like interacting with everybody. I love messages. I love emails. Email us, www.ringsidepodcast.gmail.com uh, Twitter at podcast underscore WWE Instagram, WWE Ringside Podcast. Um, that was it. This is it. Have a great night, and we will see you for 
Oh wait, no, 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 no. Before I close it out, I'm going to try to get a WrestleMania How Do We Get Here show. Um, I'm going to try this weekend if I can't. If I can't get it recorded tomorrow, then it'll be next week after the Raw review. So probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll get a part one for WrestleMania Saturday, part two for WrestleMania Sunday. Um, how did we get here for these matches? Um, but yeah, that's all we got for now. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get Thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.